All yours. Oh, I have to do the intro? Yeah, you have to do the intro. Well, this is me doing the intro. Hello. I've uh, been... I don't know. I don't know. Who am I? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Under the like pressure, he breaks. Spot. I'm sweating a lot right now. <laughs> um, I've been I've been on completely useless talking before because that is what this show is. Yeah. Uh, what's What's my name? Uh, I believe it's uh, Nick Smith, aka Mr. Moneymakes, aka Mr. Sexy, aka. I got nothing else. I'm a man of many names. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, wow. Making your guests do the intro. That's yeah. really low class stuff. Is right it? There. Putting Is me it? on the spot. He goes, three, two, one, and introduce us. And I go, what? <laughs> so right away, I've just I just got this episode on the wrong track. No, you've got on the right track. This is in my brain, at least, where you have to be on your toes at all points at all times. There, there is no track. I just, I feel like we've completely, it's like the Polar Express. We're just going on ice. There is no That was a great there. scene. Yes, it was. Don't look at me like that. You you don't know what you're talking about now, do you? No, I watched the Polar Express a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. So I, I do know. That's that's you where that know. reference came from. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> I didn't finish it, but I, I we watched it, but we didn't finish it. But I did see that scene, mm-hmm. and I wish that's how uh, trains really worked. They just slide and go, Yeet! yes, and then all those poor children in the back are just screaming their heads off, just wondering what up, what is up with life and why well, are we on see, this? See, the, the children in that movie, this is something that I thought was really funny about it. They never freak out, really, about anything. <laughs> like like very, the background characters or the four? No, like the, any like the main characters, like mm-hmm. the, any of the like ter- terrible, terrifying stuff that happens that yeah. I would be peeing myself. Yeah. They don't freak out about. When the train goes off the rails, they, they barely, like, they regain their, com- they keep their composure, like, they really fine. do. They climb on top of the train and like are just walking through that, and I'm like, "Why are you not freaking out at being on the top of a moving train?" And he, they're all just fine, not yeah. worried about it, jumping around, jumping from one car to another, and I'm just like, "These are some fearless kids." <laughs> like, I get that this is, uh, I'm, I'm, there's some realm of uh, disbelief that I'm supposed to put myself in here. But, yeah, but they don't freak out at any of these things. But then other like minor stuff, myths, I'm supposed to believe, like the puppets me. or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's my rant about uh, Polar Express. Bet you weren't expecting to hear that today. No, I was not. Well, that's the point. I, I don't expect anything, and nor do I understand. That's what you've learned about being my friend. You should not expect anything, and just be pleasantly surprised when things happen. You know, that's probably true. That's what happens when you sit through your first WrestleMania and just go, God, is it almost... It's halfway over! <laughs> and then you hear, there's a night, too. You see, I like that more. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it's like, it's only three hours, and then, like, you get night two, and that's what they're doing with Wrestle Kingdom, and I like that a lot. Because Wrestle Kingdom was equally as long as WrestleMania before last year. The thing is, six hours of anything is too much. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if it's consecutive. Who can sustain six hours of something and not be tired at the end of it? I know people sit and watch football all day, sure, but I don't. I believe even if you're watching football all day at the end of that fourth quarter, like you've either passed out from all of the beverages you've consumed, or you're sleeping, or you're just not paying attention anymore at that point. That, or you've got a lot of money writing on the game, in which case, I guess maybe you're more apt to be alert. Yeah. Your your entire mortgage is on this game. But of wrestling, which is supposed to be an, an emotional connection, something that you're connected to, it's something that six hours of would just burn you out. And I even think at that point, for most of those matches, they're thrown in kind of last minute. Like, in my brain, the like going to 34, 
the tag match versus Bludgeon Brothers, R.I.P. Brody Lee and New Day and Usos. That didn't need to happen on a WrestleMania card. Well, if we're going to talk about wrestling on this here podcast, how about you mention wrestlers that you think your listeners will know? Who no don't one watch wrestling. No, um, Hulk Hogan is probably just like the surest, furthest guest from it all. Cue the real American theme. Don't cue that don't, because we don't. don't, don't we don't want to have any copyright issues. We don't own that. <laughs> we don't own that. You don't have the money to buy that. No. What about John Cena's theme? Can we play that? That's all we get. That's it. That's all we get. And we can't do any more because his uh, rendition is too spot on. We would (laughs) would definitely uh, get get flagged for that. John Cena is another one people would know. I think um, John Cena... Hulk Hogan, do you? Which one do you think is more well known, John Cena or Hulk Hogan? At John the, Cena at this point. John Cena. I think John Cena would be fair to know. I think if you're talking to older people, they would know who Hulk Hogan is. But John Cena's broken enough into the mainstream, and even before he was in movies. Mm-hmm. No, even before, even greater than him, Rock. Yes. So Rock and Cena. Although the question here becomes, do people know the Rock? Um, for his movies or do they know him for wrestling? Oh, it's so easily how, for movies. How many of the people do you think you could say, did you know before The Rock was in movies he was a wrestler? How many people do you think would be shocked to learn that? Oh, horribly a lot of them. Like, decent amount of people would have been just like, yeah, I didn't know that. Did you know he looked like this and we just hold up like his debut as like a tribal leader or whatever he was called back in the day? Rocky Maivia. That's it. Or just show him as the Scorpion King. Did you know that before this was his first movie? Oh, God. (laughs) So Cena, Hogan, Rock. Um, You could put Batista up there. I don't think people know Batista did wrestling because I saw a movie with him in it. It was called like Man with the Iron Fists and he plays an antagonist in that movie. I didn't know he was... A wrestler. I just like that man's buff and has tattoos. That's all I need to know. Well, okay. So I guess that brings the conundrum here is if we're talking about um, people, wrestlers, people know, which I guess is what I said, or Mm -hmm. I guess it depends on how they know them. Like they can look at them and know that person. They just might not know they're a wrestler. Yeah. So Batista has been enough that he is recognizable. So I'd say those four. Yeah. Undertaker? No. No. He hasn't done anything mainstream. Well, not in terms of movies or anything like that, but I think his name is big enough that him and Brock Lesnar, like that people he, might know them. Brock Lesnar went to MMA for a while, so that's where that name could probably come from. Undertaker is just Undertaker. So in like the Rick sense Flair, of, Rick Flair. No. Yeah, you you underestimate the uh, rap community's ties to, to Rick Flair. I do apparently. I mean, he's been in on several rap videos. I did not know this. Yeah, <laughs> and there's a whole Ric Flair drip song. Did not know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Play uh, Ric Flair Drip, please. Nope. Nope. Okay, I tell you what. Nope. If you're listening to this, pause. <laughs> do yourself a favor. Go listen to Ric Flair Drip. And then go back to listen to John Cena theme. Just do Batista's theme and just do a real American. I walk alone. And we're sued. <laughs> We've been doomed. We're doomed. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I think that would probably be it. Is there anybody that we're missing here? Like, I... I don't think so because reasons. Well, mainly just because those not a lot of people have transitioned into the kind of mainstream kind of culture. Yeah, my thinking was so late 90s, early 2000s, Attitude Era wrestling, that 
wrestling was in it was popular yeah. so way, that's that's why people know the more names like Stone Cold um, I guess which I guess is one that we could we throw could in put there in that. Um, they know them from that time but then as we've seen wrestling's it's still popular but mm-hmm. it's like more of it's own little community thing it's, so it's very not, much a niche community now it's not something that when you were in high school or even really when you were in college you could go and like talk to pick five people out and one of the five yeah. would be lucky if they knew what you were talking about yeah um so it's not something like that that other people would know, which is why I was trying to, to steer us towards maybe mainstream wrestlers that people would recognize, and that's something that I'm interested in because I wonder if we just asked um, our friends how many of them they could name, and I'd be curious. I our think friends who don't watch wrestling. Oh, our way. friends who don't. I was going to say, one of our former roommates, Jessica, could have been like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, she, she, she would get them all, but that's she because she watched. But if we, were to, if we were to ask Austin, if Austin would say... Um, John Cena. I'm sure he'd get John Cena, but then beyond that... Um, I think he would get Jericho, because he's been around you long enough, and Jericho's your fave. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know, it's just that... It's just one of those things that's interesting to see, and it's why... um, not to, not to make this all about wrestling, but why um, wrestling struggles now, at least in terms of WWE, because they rely too much on their past. Yeah. Because they were the thing back there, but instead of embracing, you know, kind of what got them there in the first place. Um, which is edgy content and, like, doing more out there kind of which thing. Which I guess is up to debate on, on how they did that. They just rely on the past instead of moving forward and embracing kind of what they've become. Um... But yeah. Anyways. Wonder Woman 1984. Wonder Woman 1984. We were having a conversation about this uh, prior to when we started recording and as well as yesterday. Um, You tell us your overall thoughts on the movie first. It's a bad movie. Here's why it's a bad movie. I get... uh, It's also... I'll say with disclaimer, I have superhero burnout right now because a lot of it is the same. And Wonder Woman 1984 felt like not like a lot of the same but a step down just because the character didn't really drive the film the overall idea that she like was still hung up on her boyfriend kind of bothered me but I let it slide but it's just 70 years later oh no <laughs> um they, it was just the villain was still he was all right but he was the best part of the movie for a bad movie that's saying something it's just there wasn't a lot of nothing new no things were taken it's too long of a movie it's also just there's nothing about it that's like talk aboutable rememberable like memorable at all like when we saw the trailers everyone was talking about oh my god she's riding the lightning and that was cool but we already saw that in the trailer so it became less cool as soon as we saw in the movie yeah, I watched the movie yesterday, and I was trying to think of something to, to counterpoint you of, like, quotable moments or something in there. Yeah. And the only moments I could think about would be the ending, and how confusing, confused I was it's by it. confusing But uh, to your point on it being a, a bad movie, I would... I'm, I'm going to disagree. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a, necessarily a good movie, but I think what you said about a superhero burnout mm-hmm. is makes a lot of sense because for those of you that don't know us, Dylan and myself are the biggest DC guys and DC fans ever. Yes, sir. Um, mm-hmm. So if we're telling you that we didn't like a DC movie, 
that, that goes to, to tell you to yeah. tell you something um, and that's not to say that we think Marvel movies are bad either but I do think there is a formula to these movies and you saying that really got me thinking um, especially more more and more recent films or even the last like couple of years you see the same kinds of things so you can see I can see that burnout and I don't necessarily go into superhero movies expecting much mm-hmm. I guess is what I've done now which is why when you get a good one you, I don't know. You just like really think it's that good or mind blowing at some point, which might have been like Joker for me, which isn't really even that much of a superhero movie. It's kind of like the dark. Joker's a lot like the Dark Knight. It's just not really. It has the name on it, but it's nothing like dramatic. Like it's more or less a timepiece or like a piece on mental health or a piece on society than it really is like about the character you know what i'm saying yeah so it's wonder woman 1984 is not is not a bad movie um and i don't know if i said this to you or to someone else i'm not quite so sure it has that charm of the of the first movie and even um the wonder woman and um steve trevor relationship isn't it felt hollow it didn't feel the same quite yeah. as it did in the first movie and I'm not sure why that was it didn't didn't feel bad and their dynamic is still good and enjoyable mm-hmm. but um, and I told you this my favorite part of the movie was Pedro Pascal's yeah um, Max Lord Max Lord I thought he did a, a wonderful job in that role even though the ending of that movie was just so confusing it's so confusing <laughs> if I'm confused then <laughs> then then I'm sure uh, people who are like more casual fans are even more so confused because there's just so much logic in that that didn't how make did sense. Cheetah live she was electrocuted she had Wonder Woman powers I, it, not to mention can we talk I don't I don't know um, Cheetah's like original origin in, in the comics I'm not familiar with that I know it go ahead it's um so it's the same kind of setup where she works with Diana in a uh, like archaeological like site or like that kind of like ancient history stuff but the thing about that is that Minerva is like a competitor to Wonder Woman as in like she's more like she's a, she's confident like she's a Wonder Woman she's like she has no reason I don't want to say she has no reason to be this like nerdy Kristen Wiig because Kristen Wiig did well up until she became bad guy um when she started and I'll get back to the I'll finish the Minerva thing where it's like they were equals to each other like they were both equally smart beautiful and all that in the comics but then like jealousy starts because Diana is Wonder Woman so she starts edging out a bit in some parts so envy jealousy and it turns to that and that's how she uh, becomes Cheetah through okay but how does she get powers it's a ritual of some kind does it make her look like a cheetah too yes yes like because she um, embodies the animal kingdom and then I didn't think it was necessarily bad I definitely wouldn't say it was good in terms of how she got the powers in the movie which for I guess it's, I want I to guess, be an apex predator I guess this is a spoilerish <laughs> spoilerish because the movie technically it, it, whatever but um, anyways she she wishes that she could be like Diana which okay but then then she and wishing she was like diana gives her not the thinking the power. super strength like yeah. that was not what her wish entailed that but it was got, she was thinking i liked that but that's part, what she though. got i liked it and then she's, she's like turns out wishing for you had some more perks than i thought it, it's not bad no it's, it's not smart, good it's just i liked it i liked that part actually because it kind of just reveals like the strength behind it. I don't think. I think. I think Kristen Wiig did a good job in the role she was given. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. think that the character was was written or like to be 
that amazing, but the character didn't take anything away well, from Kristen the movie. Well, Kristen Wiig is a masterclass of just acting in today's world, so that doesn't surprise me that she did well with that. It's just I think the material she was given was Yeah, pretty... I don't think there was any any character in the movie that like took anything away from the film. No, because we it mainly just focused on the four. Like Steve Trevor, Diana, Max Lord, and then uh, Cheetah, yeah, it's Cheetah. very it's very character so I guess I guess um maybe this is what you're thinking that makes it not a great movie is it's very character driven, but in so character driven the characters don't really grow. Yes, that that's Max about it. Max Lord um has some some growth at the very end, but that's like quick and dynamic. He's not questioning anything yeah. he's doing. Yeah, um, it does seem to be a little bit quicker there, but uh, Diana doesn't really grow that much. And Steve, what, what's more for Steve to grow? Like all he, he's a spirit. He's yeah, basically a ghost. He's he's like, well, I'm already dead. So <laughs> I, I love how he said that. I love how he's just like, well, I'm already dead. Might as well just kill me again. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't care. <laughs> he he didn't have any sort of doubts about it at all, which is good because he had to convince Diana. But um, Cheetah, I didn't see any no. sort of. The only growth we saw was this quote unquote your kindness, your humanity. I'm like, homie. I did spend part of the movie so um, a, a big so that we're not losing uh, losing you uh, so much for those of you who either haven't seen the movie or. You know, also didn't understand the movie like me. The big one of the big plot points is the the Dreamstone at the beginning of the movie, which grants you your wish most stone. desired wish, wish stone, whatever it is. Oh, is it Dreamstone? I forget. Continue. I apologize. Um, anyways, so I forget where I was going with this. Oh yeah. So, but it's this uh, stone was created by a god, a like mischief. a trickster, a mischief god, a yeah. trickster god, a lie um, god. That was it. It was like yeah, god of lies. And so you get whatever it is that you wish for, but it takes something away from you in return. Mm-hmm. So it took me until the end of the movie to figure out that Max Lord, when he wished, because he wishes himself to become the stone itself, so he can like keep granting wishes and manipulate people to give him what he wants. It took me a while to figure out that when he says, "Oh, what you wish that, and I'm going to take this from you and that from you," that he that is was, the stone. That was him being the stone it took yeah. me a while to figure that out but then what took me even longer to figure out and the movie even longer to explain was before that because there's still wishes that happened before that diana wished to um have steve back obviously and then cheetah wished to be like diana mm-hmm. it took us a while to figure out what they lost diana not so much we can kind of see her struggling a little bit mm-hmm. um it's not I guess it takes a movie a while to explain that they're gonna lose something but then Kristen Kristen Wiig's Cheetah it takes until like the very end of the movie for it to say well you lost your humanity and I, I had a hard time figuring that out yeah <laughs> I was point. like it was like thrown in did she of. because honestly I don't think she did like because the way she was shot it was just like she was a weak overlooked character who got bullied a lot and like the guy who did the sexual assault or like tried to do the sexual assault like was the perfect like rendition also why was that the bad guy score moment <laughs> Why we? I was rooting for when she beat up the guy. Yeah, I was like, to, "Do it, kick his ass." And then she, and then, she, and then uh, her, the janitor, her friend, yeah. uh, her friend, the homeless guy yeah. says, "What are you doing?" She says, "Mind your business." And I'm like, I'm "Like she didn't do anything bad." <laughs> um, um, but she was very personable and like she becomes more confident in the office. Yeah, she's not really like a dick until no. that moment. Yeah, and I'm like, even that far back, you wouldn't tell me that anyone who was about to be assaulted wouldn't take it out if they found the guy or girl again i can't speak to that but i don't i don't find that moment to be i mean she, she probably took it a little bit too far but Wait still like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna falter for that as long as the guy's still breathing and doesn't require super hospitalization but 
you know, we don't see him again, so I can only infer as to his physical state. (laughs) But, oh, yeah, I don't like that movie. It's probably just some personal things, but it's also just the movie just didn't feel like it needed to be made. But I know what movie you do like. Uh Uh-oh. Oscar award-winning Suicide Squad. (laughs) Knew that was coming. Oi. Can, what's his name? David Atler, David Ayer. David Ayer. Ayer. Can he make a really good movie for once in his goddamn fucking life? (laughs) Because he made, like, Bright, which is, like, an interesting concept of just, like, one racism. Neat. But go beyond that and not shove in, like, three different movies into his one movie, please. So Dylan and I agree on a lot of superhero movies and we disagree <laughs> on some, but the, the things that we disagree on, um, two, a couple of the big ones. So I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give three movies here and then we can talk about them more generically, probably okay. not going too in depth in them, but yeah. uh, Suicide Squad, uh-huh. Justice League, uh-huh. Batman v Superman. Okay. These are three movies that I think we have varying different opinions on. And I think there's a lot of different reasons why. Okay. So is there one of those you want to start with first? Let's go with Justice League because I know the other two. Okay. So Justice League, I know you did not like at all i didn't and i originally was like oh maybe it'll be okay and it was like originally it was like okay but the more i thought about it, the more I let it marinate so batman bad. v superman i know you like i do like um, i will suicide always suicide squad you absolutely hate with the passion so i'm assuming justice league falls in the middle somewhere is it closer it's, to it's closer to suicide squad but it's not like towards hate it's just disappointment and just clearly the misappropriation of two different visions so the big problem with justice league is that it's got different tones in it and that's a problem with and they don't address any of the tones that the previous or the current director had with that movie with um yeah so the, the big problem with that is that there was multiple different people working on the movie which yes. um uh, obviously Zack snyder's family i believe it was his son yes passed passed away so we yes. had to step away from the movie and so they brought in um whatever his name is joss joss yeah, whedon, joss whedon and who left marvel for a good had reason. his own idea for the film yeah. which understandable they'd already shot a lot of the different movie and they already had it written and so they just got a weird mix blend in there mm-hmm. and that's why we have people wanting the the snyder cut we'll i really that goes I four, four parts I don't, I don't know well we can talk about that when we get it when we get it isn't it now 22 instead of 21 no i think we're supposed to get the first part in a couple of months but i may be oh wrong. it's a part four parts what four parts what fucking bullshit is this <laughs> i thought it was a full thing no it's, now i'm more pissed it's like a four-part series um uh, fuck that <laughs> anyways so i and we'll see this uh, when it comes to, to suicide squad and other movies mm-hmm. um i don't a lot of these movies i don't want to watch again because when i do like i did batman v superman i was not as much of a fan the second time <laughs> we, going through it justice league i saw two times in the span of a, a week? day or a, week? a day i did that with batman v superman i, I don't it. remember why i saw it twice but i saw it twice mm-hmm and um, both times I was like it's a it's a decent movie I didn't think there was anything like really that wrong with it it was just horribly cliche for me and that's why I don't like it like I just want something new my my big problem with this and it's more of a and from a comic book nerd perspective yeah is that uh, Superman is nowhere near as fast as the flash and the movie uh did not get the movie that point like, across. Well, one I did like that where the flash is probably not going as fast as he usually can so when Superman like matches him he can do that see that's fine but you forget that they were in a life-saving situation and i'm not talking about the end of the movie i'm talking no, about when they're in the saving comics, people and then like clark 
I've always been faster than you. And he just goes, boom. Yeah, like, yeah. Flash has always been faster than Superman. But sometimes he lets him win. I'm not talking about the end of the movie when they have a race. No. I'm talking about when they're going through trying to save people the, in the movie, save their lives. And for Superman to be going faster than or the same speed as Flash, you're telling me that Flash is, is not giving his all or that he's, Superman is just that I great. feel like he's not, but he's young-ish, so he hasn't come full circle with his power Was at that point. Justice League the first movie after Batman v Superman? No, because it goes Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, Justice League, Wonder Woman, or Wonder Woman, Justice League. I can't remember if Wonder Woman came. I feel like Wonder Woman came after. Just either way, I think it came after. It came after. Was Superman was Superman brought back uh, too soon for that movie? Like in terms of having a dynamic result and all that, or yeah. Here's what I wanted. I wanted Superman to come back evil. And kind of did. Not really. No. He came back he came back like he woke up from a nap. He was groggy. He was angry. They woke him up. It's it's not the best movie, but I mean it's it's again one of those things where I don't go in having super high expectations for it and mm-hmm. it's an enjoyable I find it to be like an enjoyable movie. Um it's kind of like a Transformers movie. A lot of people really like watching those just for the mindless action. The the story may not have been the best. But I don't like Bayhem, so let's not get into that. <sighs> um, so, which one do you want to go? You made me pick. Now I'll let you pick. Uh, Batman v Superman. Batman v Superman. Superman. So, I like this movie. I will recognize this movie has flaws. I will always recognize that. Like, it's too long. The tone's everywhere. And, like, the pacing's just whacked. But I do enjoy it tried to be something different. You know? Like, that's my biggest thing where I enjoy it. I enjoy it tried to be something different. And here's my hot take so just to set it up you know how Marvel uh, Captain America Civil War and Batman v Superman are the same movie mm-hmm. Batman v Superman did that concept better that's my hot take on that that like I feel like Batman v Superman did it better just because it showed the standpoints it showed them and again you see this more in like the extended cut which makes the movie better <laughs> Um, in my opinion, Nick doesn't agree, but, um, I just feel like it, it does that idea better of two opposing forces. Did I think they did it too soon? Of course I did because there was nothing dramatic built up. We're told, we're told what led to this moment in the movie, which I don't think for a versus movie, you don't need that. And that, and they do the same thing in civil war, but they do it a bit more dramatically and a bit more like it's been building for movies I'm like it hasn't so you have a movie that did it too quick and you had a movie who's telling you we did it right and that's where I feel like Marvel is lying to us with Civil War it's like we've done it all along I'm like you guys haven't been hunting Bucky Falcon's been hunting Bucky where a lot of people uh, were disappointed in Batman v Superman is lies in what you said and the fact that it was kind of like rush it wasn't this like multiple movies coming out and through it mm-hmm. um and this is the first time batman and superman are in a movie a live action movie together yes so if you're gonna rush something like that which they did mm-hmm. um they were always going to disappoint some people. Yeah. I don't think this one's a bad movie either. Um, what, and since, since you talked about the extended cut, so this is what I mentioned a, f- a few minutes ago. I watched this movie originally. Uh, mm-hmm. Dylan and I saw this together, I think on my birthday, or like for my birthday. It was for your birthday. 
and we, and saw, we it. saw it. We came out of it, and we were like, we really enjoyed it. Yeah, we sat. What I loved about it was we sat next to each other, and then like the driving scene happens, and I lean over. I'm like, did Batman just kill people? <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine, by the way. There's nothing wrong with Batman killing people. No, do movie. something different. Like it's absolutely nothing wrong. I love how dark Batman is. In I that know, movie. right? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Burning bat, the bat symbol on people. Um, branding. Branding. <laughs> some dark stuff right there. Yeah. I love that. It's gonna it's gonna make some people freak out, but who cares? Yeah. Um, He's done I, worse. Then I watched the extended cut again because I'm like, oh, I really like this movie. Let's watch the extended cut because I hear it makes it even better. The extended cut really reminded me how long that movie was. Yeah, it was. A, it had it suffered from the Wonder Woman thing where it was too long but not a lot to fill. And in. I didn't feel like the extended cut added a whole lot to it because I mean, so I think there were a couple of scenes in the extended cut that did add to it, but then for every thing that there was added there was oh here's this security guard watching footage in this yeah yeah. like which had no like okay that's why that was cut i don't need to see that in there um what else was added in the extended cut there was some of the stuff in the they explained how clark didn't see the bomb like in the wheelchair they explained that they gave a bit more pretense of to why lois was in the african warlord's place um, is this the one where Lois and Superman take a bath together? Yeah, just the wrong way to take a bath. Jesus Christ, you're wearing a nice suit. <laughs> you're wearing nice button-ups. Get out of it. A weird one. How do you feel about Lex Luthor? Uh, ow. Ow, ow, ow. I'm remembering it. Ah, it hurts. Like, I'm so used to just, like, the Lex Luthor that's big. Like, he's, he's basically a fit human. Like, he's strong by human standards, and his mind is even better. So seeing him kind of Jesse Eisenbergen with a bit of Riddler and a bit of Joker in there, I'm like, no, stop it, <laughs> please. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. I do see what people are saying and that that's not the Luther that they're familiar with. And I think that's what the last like several DC movies have tried to be is like try to be so different from what has been done before. And that's which is varying it, results for, for some varying results. I don't know. Like with his performance, like it, it's weird. I don't know. Like, I can move past my cartoon, like, Lex Luthor that I'm used to, because it's a cartoon, and it was voiced by one of the best voice actors in the business. Clancy Brown. Thank you. Um, It's just so, like, it's not his role, man. So you're thinking, like, the character, a good character, but not Lex Luthor, or... It's his kid, right? So... I don't remember if that was ever explicitly. It was established because, like, his dad was, like, in Poland living off food stamps and, like, that's a line. And then, I don't know. I just feel like I, he can be, like, quirky and, like, kooky, like, on the outside, but I just want more depth to the character instead of, like, these moments of ring, ding, 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 ding. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's one that I might go back and, and watch again because I don't think I'm going to watch that movie and, and dislike it. Yeah. Um, but I, I do remember people seeing that and saying, oh, he would have made like a really good Riddler. And I can definitely see that. But yeah. I still I still think he did a good job in the role. Um, one of the problems that comes in the movie is that there's too much going on mm-hmm. um, in that. So you get Luther. And well, that you goes also with- have Doomsday coming in and act three or four of the movie. Seven. Let's go with act seven. <laughs> act seven of 20. <laughs> yep. Um, I don't, That movie should have... I don't know. The Doomsday thing was thrown in, and I didn't like that. 
Like, again, there's too much. It was rushed. They needed them to come together at, like, the last minute. I'm like, that's not how you do things, but okay. Suicide Squad in two minutes. Suicide Squad in two minutes. Uh, music video. Um, the, the 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 21 Pilots dropped a, <laughs> dropped a new album with it. Um, <laughs> uh, um, a lot of people were on that album, actually. Um, and then um, three of them are useless. Three members are useless. Three of them are okay. One of them's cool. One of them says they're a family, even though they show you nothing about the family. Um, and, you know, the power of dicks wins over actually getting the job done. This is the one of the three movies that I've only seen once. I watched it once. I enjoyed it. I will not watch this one again anytime soon because I'm confident if I watched it again, I would not like it. Um, this has the problem of the ending. where Well, problem where several superhero movies, movies have where the villain's powers are confusing. Yes. And so you don't know how powerful they are. Yes. Um, and that's that's the risk you take with magical villains is you have to run that risk. And that's what happened in Wonder Woman is the power of the people are very confusing as well. So then mm-hmm. when you get to the ending, you're like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how this works. Um, and then the villains are working together um, to stop this throughout the entire movie because they have bombs planted in their necks or their heads. I don't remember what. Necks. Necks. Um, and then at the end of the movie, those are disabled and they don't have to fight anymore. Are you trying to tell me they still they weren't go disabled. together? They were just, the, the, the bombs were disabled at the end of the movie. Harley Quinn was the only one who got hers disabled. They're in there throughout the entirety of the movie. I'm confident at the very end of the movie. No, she holds it and it's like one year off your senses or whatever the hell it is. I'm confident before they finish fighting whatever the lady's name is. Enchantress. Enchantress. Uh, I'm confident before they finish that fight no. that the bombs are gone. They are not gone. They're still there. Because Amanda Waller shows up after the fight's over and holds like the boom, 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 boom. Like the the wrist pad that Rick Flair like. Okay, um, so then Harley's is gone. Who else's is gone? Um the one guy with the grappling hooks because so, he got blew up. <laughs> Technically, it's gone. Okay, so, so then maybe what I'm thinking is Harley, I knew, so at least Harley doesn't have it. Correct? Harley doesn't have it because... But she goes and fights anyways. Yes. Be, Would get, she do that? No. Okay, well, so... Well, she thinks Joker's dead, so that's kind of why she goes and helps. Yeah, um... There, I mean, obviously Harley Quinn stole that film. Harley Quinn, or, um, Margot Robbie does a wonderful Harley Quinn. Very. Um, I heard mixed things about uh, about Will Smith's Deadshot. I liked Boomerang a lot. Boomerang, yeah. Um, so, I, like, the characters in that movie are... Um, I don't think there's any of them that are really that bad. Well, only, you don't have time to declare which ones are <laughs> yeah, bad and which ones are Katana, good. This is Katana. She traps people's souls on her sword. There Do you it, go. That's, that's all of Katana's background in a no, single No, here's line. a bad one. Flag. Flag is bad. <laughs> He's the exposition machine. Of course he has to be bad. Yeah. So, I mean... But that movie did win an Oscar, so... For makeup. Hey, the costume... For makeup. It's not a costume. It's not the costumes. It's a costume, and it's Killer Crocs. And you're... You have to remember him now, don't you? I don't remember a lot about Killer Croc from the movie. Uh, Well, he's a black stereotype in a uh, crocodile skin. That's about it. Literally, do you know what? Do you remember what he asks for at the end of that movie when he's like, "I'll give you one. I'll give you like I'll knock off some years off your sentence, and then, like, um, uh, like what else do you want?" And then everyone's like, "Cappuccino machine, visiting rights." And then he's like, "BET." That's what he asked for. He asked for BET. Oh, best superhero movie of all time. Go. Oh, right now, uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Live action. 
Live action? Ooh, that's gonna take a while. Spider Verse is a wonderful movie. Love that movie so much. Such a such a wonderful movie. Oh my god. Um, live action. I guess you can just throw the ones that come to mind. I would say uh, this is in no particular order, but Mm -hmm. Winter Soldier, very good. Dark Knight, Mm -hmm. very good. I actually have different opinions on that. That it's not technically a superhero movie. If it features a superhero in it for the purposes you can of this literally discussion, take, you can literally take. Okay, fine, I'll shut up. That's a different if it features topic. Features a comic book character. Finish your list. <laughs> those, those are the two that come. To those mind are the two. Um, and then Infinity War. That's the one where they all fight. Do you mean that one or do you mean Endgame? The first part with Thanos. So that's Infinity War. Infinity War. The second part ruins the first part for me <laughs> oh my god right? and i knew i always knew it was gonna do that the mm. second part is still good but i always mm. knew i always knew after the first part i was okay well all these people are gonna come back i really so wish they would live with their defeat that would have been great but okay so my list um the first one's iron man the first iron man the other ones are not good two is better than three i'll stand by that <laughs> um uh so the first iron man i'll give it to dark knight just because of the things uh, because it is a great movie, just absolutely a great movie. And then the third one, I'm going to have to give it to Spider-Man Two. Spider-Man Two, and I think I've told you this before. Um, so that one also, I believe, won an Oscar. It did. Um, it did. Spider-Man Two, I was not a fan of as a kid, but I don't think it was because I think it was because I couldn't appreciate it. Well, no, you, I went you back just and, enjoy the third one too much. Yeah, I loved, I loved the third one. <laughs> That was, maybe that was maybe that was my problem. I don't I don't enjoy the third one as much now. But I went back and watched the second one a couple years ago. I don't remember if it was when we were living together or not. But I went back and watched that one. And that one is that one is a really good movie. It is. Um, Tobey Maguire is the best. I'm I'm so looking forward to this next Spider-Man movie that has Tobey Maguire and Andrew and, Garfield in it. Oh, and then maybe we can I can finally settle who the best Spider-Man is. The fight. This is it's just a fight to the death. Them with like knives and stuff. Who is the best live-action Spider-Man? Oh, that I don't know because they all offer different aspects. Yes, I agree. And here is what I've said to that before. I'm I'm still not ready to put Tom Holland in any of those any of those roles yet because um, he's been very Marvelized. Yeah, which is cookie cutter. Don't really evolve. First, like, first Spider Man, very good movie. Spider Man Homecoming. I'm sorry, Spider Man Homecoming, very good. The second Spider Man movie, decent. Good. I like it more than Homecoming. Really? Yeah, I like it more. Um. I don't think it's. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's a good movie. Yeah, um, I like the ending of it a lot. I just. I don't, it doesn't. It doesn't like blow me away or anything. Not that the first one did either, I suppose. But mm-hmm. I, I like the story of the first one better than the second one. Um, I would say Andrew Garfield better Spider Man. Yes. Tobey Maguire better Peter Parker. Yes, we've we've had this conversation. Yeah, yeah, times. and that's that's like what I stick to. Yeah, I agree with that list yeah. because Andrew Garfield is Spider Man. That's why I always like it's tough to tell because you get more quips and personality out of the um, Andrew Garfield because it's more of a lackadaisical more comic booky Spider-Man with um, the with Spider-Man like with Raimi you still get those comic book aspects like in um, the third movie when he shows back up as Spider-Man to go fight Venom save Mary Jane and fight Sandman he runs across the American flag which is just like America it's beautiful and I that, love it that's that shot right there that's that that's shot right movie. there well and I think it's one of the other ones where he ends the movie ends or begins with him landing on the flagpole like I didn't realize how many shots there are of the American no, Ra- flag Raimi die hard Spider-Man, a Spider-Man is an aggressive patriot <laughs> Um, but yeah, you're you're completely right with how different they are. Uh, Tom Holland can't be put in that list just because 
my biggest problem so okay, I'm gonna backtrack real quick and this will be kind of like the last thing the reason why I have superhero burnout is I'm gonna put it at Guardians of the Galaxy 2 because that movie was the first like instance of me realizing that they're not doing anything new with this the tones they have like the father son relationship or like the sister relationship are very lackadaisical they don't really delve deep into them it's just surface level and I had more connection with Yondu doing stuff than I ever had with any of the main cast side characters and if you are often some of the best characters in especially books um, but movies as well because and this is something I've come to, to understand especially in watching uh, Star Wars for the first time the last couple of uh, mm-hmm. months is main characters are often like designed to be bland so that way people put themselves in their shoes Yeah, and I love Mark Hamill to death but um, God first, is he boring in the first Star Wars movie I was trying so hard to like Luke Skywalker but he was so bland yeah. and boring <laughs> and I said this to my friend who we were watching it with and he said yeah, he's a generic white person, so that way you can pretend to be him. That's true. That's true. But yeah, we do love we do love a uh, Tom Holland, I assume. But and I think he does a he's a, a great balance. actor. Like he, he does, does, he's a good balance of the Peter Parker and the um, Spider Man. Spider Man. Like I think he does a good job with both of those roles. But I do think um, Tobey Maguire does a better. Um, Spider-Man, I'm sorry, a better Peter Parker than him, and I think Andrew Griffith does a better Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I think his Spider-Man is better than Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, and his yeah. Peter Parker is better than Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker. Yeah. By a mile. I don't like Andrew oh Garfield's Peter Parker. Oh, God. Like, um. I like it because it's different, and he's a bit cockier. Like, because it's funny to see Peter like that. It is different. I just got too much and of a hipster vibe, and I was like, I don't think Spider-Man's ever been written to be... <laughs> well, no, that's the thing. And that... a stalker. <laughs> Because he stalks. Oh my God! He stalks Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Ah! And then he admits to it, and I'm like, "Is this supposed to be cute?" I find it very just unsettling. Ah. <laughs> uh, As we should. As we should. At no point should stalking someone be cute. Never. And on that note, that is the end of the episode. We have talked a lot about our favorite nerd things, and that was fantastic. Don't stalk people. Don't stalk people. Hope for better superhero movies. Or just let them die out for a decade and then we'll come back to them. Good luck with that. They will always be around. I know. And now I'm gonna uh, sigh heavily as I know that's the reality. All right. You made me do the introduction. So how about you say goodbye? Goodbye, everybody. I have been Dylan Bates and I was joined today by Nick. Thank you. And have a good one.